0: Gab, yeah, uh, in uh, not too long, you're flying out to Japan yeah. for uh, the biannual. Uh well, we used to call them Tokyo Auto Show. And like we said before, yeah. <laughs> now everything is mobility, not
1: auto, mobility. And yeah. it's the um, a Japan Mobility Show. Exactly. It used to be, you know, it used to be called the Tokyo Motor Show. And they had all these uh, taglines like beyond the motor and things like that, right. you know, because they're we're talking about the future of transportation, electrification and so on and so forth. Now it's going to be called the Japan Mobility Show. And in, in that way, it sort of like follows the trend. Because, um, uh, for example, in Munich, uh, where we were yep. last last fall, it's all about that. It's all about the. It's it's no longer an auto show. They call it now a mobility show. Yeah, it's
0: half part suppliers yeah. and,
1: and mopeds, and the yeah. other half is cars. Exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be the same thing with um, with regards to to Tokyo now. The Tokyo Motor Show was never a huge, you know, show in terms of size, of scope. It, it never was as big as uh, what we used to see back in the day and, you know, like 10 years ago in Frankfurt and things like that. Right. But it's still, it was a very um, interesting show because obviously it's a showcase for the Japanese car makers. And um over the years... Uh, the interest in the Tokyo Motor Show is sort of like ebbed and, and flowed, so to speak. And um, I remember a couple of years back going uh, to the uh, Tokyo Motor Show after the Japan had been hit by a huge tsunami. I don't yeah. know if you remember that, yeah, Fukushima, the, Fukushima the, uh, tragedy, nuclear plant yeah. yep. and things like that. And so <clears throat> that happened. I think if I'm not, uh, you know, earlier in the year, and the Tokyo Motor Show is all, always in the fall. And so there was a big push when Japan got back on track, so to speak, after the tsunami, from the manufacturers to really bring a lot of stuff to Tokyo Motor Show and to sort of like get the interest going again and get the media involved and and coming to co- cover cover the event. And now with <laughs> this year, what's happening is that. It's a bit the same scenario in that Japan has been essentially closed for the past two years to foreigners, you know, because of the pandemic. And it's a country where you had to, uh, in order to, to go into Japan, the, the access to the foreigners was restricted because of the, of the pandemic. It's a, you know, it's a hugely, Densely populated island. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Japan. I, I remember I went last year, and it, yeah. we we had to have visas, and yeah, exactly they, they, we were they were installing apps on our phones, and we uh, yeah. we Tracking. had to tell them
1: yeah.
0: every day where we were, yeah. you know. And, and then after that, it, the the months after when I left, it's when I came back to Canada, it wasn't that anymore. Yeah. But I remember that as a, as a, as a business visitor, it was very complicated.
1: So I get the feeling that this year it's going to be the same thing. You know, the the all of the Japanese manufacturers are going to make a big push to show stuff in. Uh, uh, Tokyo at this Japan Mobility Show. And we've already we already know that, you know, there's going to be uh, some some new vehicles, a lot of concepts, you know, yeah, no, not a lot, a lot of brand of lot new concepts. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of concepts. <laughs> there's but a lot of drawings and teaser images so far. Images so far. <laughs> but obviously, you know, if there's one country or uh, Japanese manufacturers as a whole, maybe, you know, Nissan, a little bit outside of that, but They've been kind of reluctant to adopt uh, electrification, EVs. Not you know they're big on hybrids. Obviously, yeah. you know, Toyota is the leader. Yeah, Maz- Toyota, Lexus, uh, Mazda, Toyota,
0: Honda. It's uh, we've always you know been we, we've waited a long time to get yeah. you know like electrified from them.
1: Exactly. So now I think you know Lexus and Toyota, they're going to show a lot of. Uh, of uh, concepts that are, that feature uh, you know basically battery electric vehicles mm-hmm. and um, we 're going to see stuff uh, you know concept cars also from Mazda from uh, Lexus Toyota Subaru as well uh, Honda is going to show stuff as well so there again I think there 's going to be a huge push by the uh, by the Japanese manufacturers to to say that they're still relevant, they're still in the game, mm-hmm. and to, you know, essentially they're playing, in my estimation, playing catch-up with the rest of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we know that China, next-door neighbor, huge EV market, yes. you know, and they're, they're mm-hmm. very much going flat out in that direction. Japan always a bit reluctant to follow through, but now I guess they don't have a choice, you know, they have to go for it.
0: Yes. And, uh, BYD is going yeah. to be there at the, Japan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at the t- Japan Mobility Show. So it's probably going to showcase it's a big electric car manufacturer. It's, it's going to be cool. pretty interesting. Mm. So you're going to go over there and see, uh, uh, some of, uh, of, uh, also Infinity, uh, is coming
1: yeah. up with something, which is interesting. Yeah. Infinity, you know, it's sort of like a brand. that's kind of like, you don't really know what's going to happen with them. And they're, they're sort of like on the, uh, Uh, life support system. Yes. And so it, and, and they've been showing concepts for a long, long time. So now we're going to see, you know, in, in the words of the old Wendy's commercial, where's the beef? (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) show us what you've got because, you know, so far uh, it hasn't been very, uh, hasn't been very convincing. Let's put it that way from the infinity stand, the, the lineup. Yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, Infinity Technology a little later in the
0: podcast. But uh, uh, for now, uh, the Tokyo uh, Auto, uh, the Japan Mobility Salon, exactly. <laughs> so the, the Japan Mobility yeah, the Show, show <laughs> <laughs> is going to happen next week. And we'll have a full report from you when you get back on Absolutely. the next episode of the, uh, the podcast. Gap, the very popular... Product at Nissan now is definitely the rogue because uh, there's a lot of other products, but they're not on top of their charts
1: in their respective segments. Yeah, this one's uh, their number one. Bestseller. <laughs> yeah, the number one bestseller,
0: and you know, kind of, kind of up there in some uh, in in some markets. The uh, the compact SUV, the Nissan Rogue, hmm. is getting a few tweaks uh, for 2024, a few aesthetic stuff, and but also technical stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. So basically, you know, uh, you've got a facelift. <laughs> what we call in our business the facelift. They're redoing the front end, the rear end of the car yep. to to give it a, a different look, to try and make it stand out a little bit. To, to give it a bit of a refresh, a bit of a reboot. So in terms of styling, it looks a little bit like uh a little more like the uh, Nissan area uh electric SUV. Uh it looks a little bit like the uh the 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 the, the new uh current Versa and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a bit that kind of look. But uh the most important thing is that they have They've dropped, you know, what is probably the most interesting uh, engine for that for that car, which is the four cylinder. The, the yeah, the two point five. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: They they so. had tweaked that engine to, you know, quote-unquote, perfection for yeah. that vehicle. It was the most, like you said, they made the most
1: sense. It made, it made yeah. decent power, decent efficiency. But now, bye-bye. But no, yeah, now they're <laughs> going exclusively with the uh three-cylinder turbocharged engine. Yeah, the, and the when it Turbo. Exactly. So when it came out, uh, I remember driving that uh, with uh, one of our colleagues, and we weren't that impressed <laughs> because, you know, it was very... um you, you didn 't have a lot of power you didn 't have a lot of torque, obviously, and it still you still had very high fuel consumption yeah because it 's such a small engine that you 're always trying to you know pressing hard on the throttle to to get somewhere, and so yeah. even though the uh, displacement is small the fuel consumption savings just weren't there. Yeah, it know? was. So. It's, a, it's a variant of the uh, uh, the engine
0: that was in the Q- that is in the QX50, uh, which is the variable compression turbocharged engine from Infinity. which I was really impressed when they released it a few years back, because making a variable compression engine into production and into that size, si- size of production is pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's a, it's a funky looking thing, because it can change you know, it can change the compression and give you the best of both worlds in terms of
1: performance but also efficiency on paper yeah exactly so what that engine the, the it, it's party trick, so to speak, was that you know you could you could adjust the stroke of the uh, yep. of the piston and so you could have a longer longer stroke or shorter stroke depending on whether you needed um, instant power you know, instant yep. torque uh, or whether you were just cruising yes um, so super high like super high compression yeah ratio on the highway and then
0: you could reduce the compression add turbo boost and then definitely have the the most of the power
1: of the engine yeah exactly so it never really worked yeah you know it's one of those things that looks good on paper yeah but in real life it didn't you know you really didn't get the sense that you were saving any fuel Mm -hmm. um and you really didn't get the sense that you had that much more power um so it's one of those things where it's like it was very innovative you know because when you think about it the uh the internal combustion engine's been around for a long time yeah and so this was a kind of like a tweak a twist so to speak to try and improve on the on the technology but it didn't really pan out and now that they're using it you know the a variant, a smaller version of it. Exactly. In, in, basically, in the half the Rogue. cylinders, essentially. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so, or, or almost. Um, so there you go. So it wasn't. Um, it wasn't that impressive to begin with when it was an Infinity engine, uh, larger Infinity engine on the QX50, and it's not impressive now that it's in the Rogue, you know, as a three-cylinder unit. Right. So. Uh, trying to keep it new on the inside the the 2024
0: Rogue it's you know it's a good looking compact SUV it delivers plenty of space and uh, it's it's enough to compete in the market but like you said it's too bad for that for that 2.5 liter engine which made it maybe more affordable as well because the the development of that engine is it's paid but (laughs) but the the VCT (laughs) is going to take a long time I think that the engine is going to be around for a while so so we'll have to we'll have to see how uh, Rogue sales pan out in
1: 2025 but And, and how reliable that that engine that's been introduced i think only two years ago or a year or so ago
0: uh I've you know yeah, that, I well yeah the, the 1.5 yes yeah. yes yes so, but it hasn't you know it hasn't been very long that's right i always think yeah. vct because of the yeah. qx50 but yeah, exactly. that
1: specific smaller displacement yeah. was, was hasn't a, been around, hasn't for, been a around time, for a long so time so we'll have to see reliability how how that pans out yeah